that we welcome into the program the director of sports journalism at Baylor University, longtime Waco trip writer, and our good friend Jerry Hill. Jerry, how are we this morning? Tommy, I'm good. How you guys doing? We, you know, I, the name of the show is Game Time, and Saturday it finally was Game Time, right? Absolutely. And, and I want to talk about Saturday. First of all, I want to start with a couple of things that were non-football related. Uh, I, I thought, and again, uh, and I'm not just tooting her horn to be tooting it. Uh, I, I thought what what the Baylor uh, Sports Information Department did, uh, David Kay and those guys, honoring Richard, honoring uh, Butch Henry, and, and the way they went about it, and honoring Gail Sayers. I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a cool deal. Um, you know, it was something with Butch. It was something we had ready really for the first game back, you know, September 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had that we had that ready. So it was a cool deal. And and uh, I know that, you know, Keith and Kelly and them really appreciated it. So that was cool. And then obviously with Richard's passing, um, they honored him as well. And, and as well as the uh, Trib reporter, Kristen Hoppe, who had just died that week. So it was it was a cool deal, really neat moment, and and loved the nanner pudding thing for Butch. So yeah. that was that was really neat for obvious reasons. I mean, it was good too. Yeah. Uh, nanner, <laughs> nanner pudding, nanner you know? pudding, down at Missioners, ten thirty two. It was a slow start, but then yeah. that that team got to cooking. I mean, forty to seven, they outscored. Uh, they outscored they outscored KU forty to seven and they scored every imaginable way. Special teams and, and offense and, and uh I mean they, they really, really played well after giving up that early touchdown. Yeah, it was uh like I said, it was a slow start and, and penalties were a big part of that time. Uh you know, obviously had the uh personal foul penalty on that first drive that kept that one alive. Um a targeting on the second uh series by Kansas, a hold on Baylor's first offensive series, there were eight penalties for, I believe it was 85 or 95 yards in that first half and none in the second half. So yeah, and I think actually, that was a good thing to see. Yeah, yeah, it was actually 10 flags, eight accepted penalties for 95 yards. And you're right. right. Uh, how about the second half where they come out and play clean? Yeah, and, and, you know, the cliche or whatever is you always improve the most between the first game and the second game. I thought they made a lot of improvement from the first half to the second half, just in terms of everything. I thought the defense, for the most part, played pretty solid throughout the game. You know, had the backups there in the fourth quarter, but still played pretty well. Gave up the late touchdown. But, uh, yeah, I thought they did an amazing job. And to go a whole half without getting a penalty, I can't remember if they were even flagged for one that wasn't accepted. So that was that was good to see, a good clean half. And when you think about the offensive line being without three starters, um, you know, you were probably going to get some of those penalties. But, yeah, to have a completely clean second half was really good thing to see. Well, let me ask you this, Jerry. The lay of the land with the Big 12 right now, I mean, Texas should have gotten mm-hmm. beat. Oklahoma got beat. Iowa State, uh, TCU didn't, you know, got beat by Iowa State after their tough first week loss. Right now it looks like, the, to me, uh, Baylor has got to be in the conversation as at the top of the Big 12 who they felt like there would be a disparity this year. Uh, do you do you see Baylor at, at the top of your Big 12 standings right now and, and possibly finishing that way at the end of the year? I, I think, like you said, they're in the conversation. I, I just think after that first week, really the first full week, it's just way too early. Oklahoma has done this pretty much every year where they have one slip-up. Maybe this was their one slip-up. 
Um, I, I was really, really surprised to see that one, though, because, you know, particularly after Kansas State beat them last year in Manhattan, I really thought Oklahoma would kind of put it on them. And they were up 21, you know, in the second half. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think Baylor, you know, is certainly in that conversation. I would definitely would not count out Oklahoma. Uh, Texas, you know, they, uh, they did what they needed to. But, uh, you know, I thought that was a game Tech should have won. Um, but, you know, but didn't, didn't finish it. So uh, I, I think what I've seen or, you know, what I captured out of that weekend was I really do think it's wide open because I think you went into that weekend thinking, you know, Oklahoma, maybe Texas, maybe Oklahoma State. And now I think it's uh, a lot more wide open than that. And I think there's a lot of teams that could, you know, kind of creep into that conversation because, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if anybody – certainly separated themselves this past weekend. Talk a little bit about uh, Charlie Brewer. You know, one of the things about Charlie, and, and I don't know if you, if some, depending on your, your point of view, some, some look at it as a positive, some look at it as, mm-hmm. as a negative, and that's the, that's the competitive nature of Charlie, and, and he tends at times to hang on to the football too long, and that's been one of the criticisms. But I, I thought Saturday, I, it, it looked pretty good to me Saturday, and I know the sample size is just one game, but there were times where right. he took off and he ran and he got down. There were times he got rid of the football uh you know so what was your overall impression say just from maybe last year to to this year as far as that area of his game yeah and Tom I thought early on it was a deal of I I think it had probably been ingrained to him don't run you know don't 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 take off unless you just have to right and I think there were times where I think he could have taken off and he didn't and he was still looking downfield and and again, I give some credit to an offensive line that was missing three starters that he did get that kind of protection that he was able to look downfield. But yeah, I think you're right. I think he was a lot smarter, um, uh, particularly early on. He just, you know, he wasn't running. I don't think he had a run in the first quarter. Um, so I, I think he is going to be better with that. But I think maybe at some point Larry said, okay, d- don't take it literally. It doesn't mean you can't ever run. You can take off when it's there. And, and there were moments where they were, you know, it was just wide open. And you're right, he did. He did a good job instead of, you know, putting his head down and trying to run over people. He was sliding or he was getting out of bounds. So I thought it was a much smarter game on his part and really kind of started out slow passing. But I believe, Tommy, I think he completed his last six. So he really kind of got in a good rhythm in the second half. I think he may have missed one pass in the second half, and it might have been a drop. So – uh, I thought he finished really strong and, and ran a lot smarter. You mentioned the offensive line. And that's where I was going to go next. Uh, do we know the mm-hmm. status of the, the guys? Are they going to be able to get back this week for West Virginia? Um, probably here for sure today or maybe tomorrow. But, you know, on the two that, that were still out, um, Jake Burton and Blake Bettier. But um, as Coach Aranda said in his press conference Monday, uh, Xavier Newman's was a one-game suspension, so he'll be back. Um, so you've got your starting center back, uh, Jason Moore, I imagine, will either back up him or maybe play some at, at the guard positions. Uh, but then if you get Jake and Blake back, uh, you get, you've got a really good probably seven or eight guys um, that you can count on. So I, I think from what I've heard, I think they're going to be back. And like I said, that's, that's going to be a nice thing to have considering you got through a game without them and did really well. So I, I think uh, if you've got all three of them back, you've got a good nucleus there to kind of get through that West Virginia game. Speaking of West Virginia, they go on the road. Uh, the Bears go on the road 
uh, Saturday, and, and they're going to play a West Virginia team that's got uh, right now through the first couple of games sound quarterback play and a quality running back in, in Brown. Yeah, and and they, uh, I think they have one of maybe one of the better defenses in the league too. Uh, they've got this, I believe it's the Seals brothers that that are up front, and they're really good. Um, you know, and they held uh, well. Oklahoma State scored one on a on a fumble return, so they actually held Oklahoma State to twenty points. So I, I think this might be one of the better defenses you'll see all year. So um, that'll be a test for them, and certainly on offense. They, they always seem to have that five power on, on offense. Uh, Daigie, uh, Jared Daigie is the quarterback, and, and that's the uh, brother of the former Tech quarterback. Um, so, you know, he's got good lineage there and, and, and a good uh, good threat there. And like you said, a good running back that I, I know that's when Coach Aranda had kind of, you know, earmarked that this is a guy that, that could beat us if we, if you know, if we're not staying in our lanes, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, they've got some threats, and, uh, and and this will definitely be a much difficult, more difficult test for the uh, offense to go against that West Virginia defense. When you look at special teams and what Ebner was able to do, all the success, how do you think other teams are going to approach uh, kicking the kicking game? Do you think they're going to try to kick away from him, maybe kick short, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, and I don't know what they could have done on that. Uh, you know, somebody asked that, were you surprised that they kicked to you on the – but that was the free kick, you know, what right. – the, the option is to maybe try to kick it to the other side, but usually they'll line up kind of in the middle and, and separate after the kick. So I don't know what you would have done on that, but um, certainly I think they'll try to um, maybe, you know, if you've got that kind of kicker, just kick it through the end zone and that, that keeps it out of his hands. But yeah, I think if, if uh, you know, if you feel like you need to, I think you could uh, kick it short or squib kick it and, and, and just hold the return yards down. But that was the only two returns he had. So, you know, can he do that every time? Um, you know, certainly did on Saturday, but I, I don't know that teams will necessarily just kick it away from him knowing that John Lovett's the other guy back there too. Cause Lovett, I, it, Lovett is definitely a guy that can take it to the house too. 1041, 19 away from 11 o'clock. And Jerry, obviously when, when you travel, there's challenges, but uh, obviously mm -hmm. this year, there's certainly some, some challenges to, uh, to traveling and, and you know how does that affect how they play who knows uh, but there's certainly some cha some challenges with uh, with COVID and and what we're going through in 2020. Yeah that's the thing Tommy I mean we've we've been dealing with it for six or seven months now and and there's you know you're always dealing with challenges and different way to do things and and I think they're prepared for it enough that that you know they'll know what to do on the road this is a this is a new staff, you know, pretty much. Um, so, you know, how do they handle the travel part, you know, because uh, even your operations staff, you know, all that group is new. So, um, yeah, it'll be a challenge. Uh, I know they'll, you know, do their best to, you know, keep them isolated and, and be ready for whatever whatever they see. Um, but, yeah, this will be the first road test. Uh I think soccer and volleyball have both traveled, so, you know, they've gone through that. But this will be the first time for football, and we'll see how they do. I mean, uh, you know, this is, quote, the new normal, so we'll, we'll see uh, what all uh, protocols are in place. Uh, and, and, and I know they're keeping them kind of in that bubble that they've been in pretty much the whole time since they've been back. Um, so, like, you know, like the, uh, the radio crew and that group uh, – and me, we're, we're not traveling with the team, so um, they are keeping them isolated. Well, are you taking your own plane? I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> um, well, 
I, I don't know if I should give that away, but Ricky Thompson actually has a plane. So we, we are boarding the Ricky plane um, Friday Friday morning and going that way. That's how that's actually how we traveled last year. Uh, Ricky was kind enough to share his plane. He He's a co-owner of a plane, and it actually used to be owned by uh, Dallas Mavericks owner Donald Carter. So it's a nice plane, and uh, – We'll uh, we'll get on get on board Friday morning and head up. <laughs> I was being facetious, but wow! No, no, we there, are. There, there you <laughs> yeah, not, well, we didn't want to do the commercial thing, so <laughs> no, we, I understand. We, we're going private. Yeah. Nothing like honesty. We appreciate that on this show. That's a big that's a big part of what we <laughs> yes, do. That's so all we, we do. appreciate I mean, you stepping in and being honest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jer- right. hey, Jerry, real quick, uh, all of the games in the in in the, the league. Is there one or two yeah. that just are just incredibly intriguing to you? Is there something that just jumps out that you say, "I've got to follow this game. I got to know how this game unfolds." You talking about this coming week? Yeah, this weekend, like with Oklahoma and Iowa State and Tech and K State and. You know, TCU – I mean, is there a game that you just go, you know even, what? I think even TCU-Texas. I know TCU didn't play great, um, but Texas kind of, you know, stumbled around. And I'll be interested to see how TCU responds. You know, Gary always seems to play them really well. So that's a, that's one I would keep my eye on. I'm not sure how much Texas is favored by. But I just think, you know, TCU is that type of team that could, that could come up with a big win. Um, you know, and like I said, I'm just anxious to see – how they respond because it's not like they played bad. You know, that was their first game and they were right in it. You know, they had, they did score right at the end to make it a three point game, but they were right in it with Iowa state. So I'm, I'm interested to see what TCU does this week and, and see how they bounce back. All right, my friend. Hey, I appreciate it. Safe travels. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks guys. Appreciate it.